<laughs> Guess who's back? That's right. You thought you were rid of me? Think again. Have you been good? Did you play my game on the NES? No? Naughty, naughty. Looks like I'll have to pay you a visit. See you real soon. Good luck staying awake. <laughs> Welcome everyone to Nintendo Podcast, your source for all things Nintendo. I am Eric, aka Sulior. And I am your neighborhood news anchor, Durko, reporting what, what? back for duty. What? Holy crap. Wow. Welcome back, man. Glad to have you back. Well, thank you for having me back. It's been a while. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, it's been a wild ride, but I am back. Bit. So, yeah. Oh, shit. Awesome. Awesome. So, um... Uh... What have you been up to the last however many months? Shoot, well, I started a podcast about ant keeping, and it has been pretty crazy. Uh, Ants are something else. They are complete smart creatures, and they, they are so fascinating that I decided to make a podcast about them because no one else really has. So, yay! Um, so yeah, currently, um, for my aunt's podcast called the Formicast Podcast, your source for everything ant keeping. See what I did there? Um, yeah. So all my she aunts right copyright now... infringement. No, <laughs> <laughs> so all my ants right now, except for one species, are on hibernation. Yes. So during winter time, ants you won't see them because they hibernate. Yay! Except for one species of mine, which are uh, they or they like come from like the western part of the United States, and they're uh, they're harvester ants, and they don't necessarily sleep during the winter. They still harvest. They just kind of slow down a bit. But yeah, I've been doing that. I uh, I ended up getting the Rona. Um, got that last week, and I'm yeah. still in recovery. Um, but pretty much it's just been just been at home, just been hanging out. But, uh, yeah, um, I'm going to go ahead and pause the music because we probably don't want that going in the stream. All right. I don't even hear it. Yeah, but it's going to be in the recording. But oh. Okay. Um, but, yeah, um, that's what I've been doing. I've just been hanging out at home, been uh, doing D&D game nights with the Hive every Saturday. So you want to check that out. It's 4 p.m. here on my Twitch. So I've been doing that. Um, nice. What's I, the game tonight? Uh, it's going to be the second session for the Tales of Astatia. It's going to be pretty exciting. Hopefully, we don't drop all of our weapons like we did last time. Tune in to find <laughs> out. Um, but I totally forgot that in, in I guess, in 3.5, you um, we're playing 5th edition, but we're playing combat style from 3.5 edition. And I guess when you switch out your weapons, you have to, it takes an action turn. To actually switch out your weapons. So we're all dropping our weapons. That's pretty great. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, that's pretty much what I've been doing. Been playing a whole bunch of VR as well. Been playing a bunch of Echo. Um, nice. I guess we can go ahead and get into my gameplay. But I've been playing a bunch of Fallout 76. Um, thanks to you. And thanks to KDB. <laughs> um, I've been playing a bunch of that as well. Uh, right now it's double XP. 
for this weekend. So I'm I, I'm really hop, excited about that. Hop it onto that. So probably right after the show, I'll probably hop on that for about I don't know a couple hours before the uh, live stream for D and D. Um, you should have checked my stream out yesterday, man. It was something else. Was it? Um, <laughs> we'll talk about it yeah. a little bit. But yeah, I pretty much just um, been playing that. I actually ordered the new quest that's coming in on Tuesday. Um, really? Yep. So nice. I ordered that yesterday. And I thought to myself, I was like, you know what? I've been I've been fighting this Rona thing. I've been working hard at work. You know what? I'm gonna treat myself. It's you know it's only like a month away until my birthday. Might as well. You know, so I went and I ordered yeah. it, and I told Joe, I was like, well, I'm going to have two headsets here at home. Uh, he was planning on buying the other one. <clears throat> so right now I have the, the first Quest hooked up to the PC, so hopefully I can get some PC uh, VR games playing. That'd be fun. Um, but until then, I'm waiting for this new Quest. So it'll be here on the on Tuesday, actually, of next week. Yeah, so Firewriter and, Fire and her husband have been telling me to look into one, too. Because yeah, they stream uh, Fallout 4 on Tuesdays in VR. Yeah. So. <laughs> the, uh, the actually the the new one that I just got it's like two ninety nine for the um the sixty four gig. Yeah, that's that's really reasonable considering. Totally. So I mean, you can, Vives cost like eight hundred bucks. Oh yeah. And you have to have a computer to run it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you get yourself that uh, <clears throat> that Quest too, and uh, we'll hop on some Echo and play Echo together. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. It's gonna be a bit before I can save the money for one, but yeah. I'll get there eventually. Yeah, you'll get there. I mean, you never know. Christmas is coming up. I mean, compare. This is what we wanted when the Virtual Boy came out, and we got the Virtual Boy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. No, no offense to Nintendo's Virtual Boy, but uh, oof. Uh. Yeah. But uh, yeah, um, that's what I've been doing. Um, <clears throat> I. Pretty much my symptoms are pretty much gone. Um, I've just been hanging out here at home, trying to get as much rest as possible. I still yeah. get kind of tired throughout the day, um, but, you know, that's what naps are for. But, um, <laughs> but yeah. For those of you who can enjoy them. Right. But what about you? What have you been up to? Well, um, other than keeping this show and Tamarillo Adventures going, I recently launched a fallout podcast well kdp is the one who's been doing the handling the anchor side of all that but yeah we got a uh, new fallout podcast called tapes from the waste as much as i talk about fallout on uh, tamriel adventures i actually kind of wanted to do one myself but you know having these other two shows i did not want to you know, overload myself. So, but since I'm not the one doing all the work, you know, well, I mean, we're, we're both handling Lord segments. Like, well, well, like this past, uh, the first episode, he was the one who did the main lore segment. I've recorded a couple of them myself. In fact, I just sent him one. Um, I think he's wanting to kind of delay the releases a little bit, like every two to three weeks. So hopefully next week, uh, we'll get another episode out. Cause um, yeah, I've I've sent him two lore segments now, and then a couple of terminal readings. So it's been fun. Yeah. So I mean, I play. We both play a ton of Fallout seventy six. But with you know me, I always go into these worlds, and I always like think about the history of the world that I'm in, and 
right? Just uh, look around and be like, huh, I wonder how this got to be this way or something like that. Like, which is why I go sick. I get so passionate about the Civil War storyline in Skyrim. Yeah. I actually had this debate with this guy on uh, Discord recently about Stormcloaks versus Imperials. Uh, it got a little heated. I bet. But, uh, yeah, I know you yeah. on that. Um, yeah, the kid got me triggered. I bet. <laughs> I play, play Skyrim myself. Um, I I do. I've played both sides. Um, but being a huge history nerd, and I love everything Roman, like playing the Empire, I love it because of like the style and like the armor <laughs> and like their weapons and shit. Like I really you enjoy like that. Don't you? I do. I really do like the Legion. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> but I do like the Stormcloaks too. I like, you know, a rebel at heart. But you know, I, you know, I, I do love the Imperials. So they're great. I like them. Well, and he kept. He was so hung up on the fact that the Nords can be a little racist. Oh, I'm yeah. thinking, dude, I am an Argonian in the Stormcloaks. Like, <laughs> if it, if they were really that racist, they wouldn't have let me in. Yeah, but, but... If you think about it. The uh, the game. Like even if you're like if you're a Nord, great. Like they'll they'll take you. But if you're any other race, they will have some type of comment against you. But they'll let you in. But you know they'll still say something racist. Yeah. No. My my whole thing stems from the White Gold Concordant and about how like the Empire's like, okay, okay, you guys are big and tough. We'll let you ban the heart and soul. Like we'll let you abolish the heart and soul of what made. You know, the Empire in the first place. Right. Well, folks, welcome then, to the teaser of Tamarillic Adventures. You might want to check the show out. It's every other week. <laughs> well, the funniest part of it all is the the Red Guards were like, you guys are weak, man. We just we just fought the Thalmor and got them out of Hammerfell. You know, if you guys would have just kept going, you know, you wouldn't have been in this position. Right. So, goodbye. We're leaving the Empire. Mm-hmm. So anyway, yeah, you you got see what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yep. All right, folks. This is not a ten phone anymore. This is Timber Adventures. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, you know what? I've already done an episode on the Thalmor, so go check that out if you want to. You want more info on my feelings about that? Yep. Same <laughs> plug. There you go. All right. So uh, are we getting into the news, or are we going to keep going with gameplay? Um, you've been playing anything else? Yeah. Um, well, you know, there, the, uh, Halloween events going on in Animal Crossing. So oh, yeah. I've been cool. doing that, um, a little bit. I haven't played in the last couple of days, but I, you know, with Halloween being around, uh, well, it's today. Yeah. I've been trying to play some more spooky games. Um, last weekend, I actually played Among Us with the Nintendads. Yeah, that was that. that was that was great, um, but I had a I bought a game like right after I got my Switch a few years ago called Don't Knock Twice. Mm. It's it's really cheap. Um, I think I got it for less than a dollar, and the game itself really isn't that long. But it's this story about um, this mom who hadn't really been a part of like you you go around and you find information 
about these people's lives just from the house. Like it takes place inside one house and you go around, you're trying to, you, you find clues as to what's been going on. And you find out that the mom really hasn't had anything to do with this girl's life until recently. And she wanted to have her. And of course, there's the, okay, you suck as a mom thing. Like you're getting texts from the daughter the whole time basically cussing you out and calling you a crappy mom and all that. And then stuff starts going down and you come to find out that this is all about Baba Yaga. Um, who is a kind of like a really notorious witch and, um, Baba Yaga demands a sacrifice and you're basically trying to save your daughter's life. And I guess this is all based on a movie like a, that I'd never even heard of, but it, yeah, it's called don't knock twice. So it, it is spooky. So uh, there's a lot of jump scares and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but also I've been playing the ghostbusters game again. Um, I bought this when it got released on the switch last year and, yeah. I've been playing it again. I'm almost done with it again. So that's been a lot of fun. It's such a great game. It's the closest thing we'll get to Ghostbusters 3, unfortunately. Because yeah. it actually features the cast. Like, the original cast is in the game, aside from Sigourney Weaver and uh, Rick Moranis. But everybody else is there. Even Annie Potts playing Janine is in the game. <laughs> Ghostbusters, what do you want? No, I don't care about this, you know. Anyway, um, but yeah, you'll you'll just be you'll be walking around, you'll hear um Egon and Ray talk about all these like scientific things that have to do with the proton packs and all that. And you'll hear uh um Venkman hit on some woman and get rejected and it's like yeah, I'll I'll get her yet. Yeah. Stuff like, it's it's great. But yeah, that, that's pretty much it as far as Nintendo gameplay. I've been playing a lot of other stuff, but yeah, can talk I about that on the show. I haven't touched my Switch in like in months, to be to be brutally honest. Um, I did see it yesterday in my box, and I I opened, I almost opened it, I almost got on it, but you know, I had VR stuff to do. I've still got uh, Age of Calamity uh, pre-ordered. Oh, nice. I'm excited about that. Yeah. <clears throat> that uh, comes out on the twentieth. So Yeah. Um, you know how much of a Zelda fan I am. So Oh uh, yeah, totally. Um there are some cool games coming out that I saw in the direct mini. Did you see the direct mini yet? Yeah, yeah. 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 Um <laughs> but yeah, that's uh first thing on the news docket. Let's get on it. Yep. Um all right, so I went ahead and watched the video, and what I could do, actually, is get the video going and actually just throw it in here so that everybody else in stream can watch it, and I'll speed up the speed so that it's a little faster, and I'll also mute it so that it's not affecting what we're doing. All right. <laughs> so, basically, there's a couple games on here. Um, this first game here, I don't remember the exact name of it, sadly. Um but it looked pretty cool. Um, oh, this is Bravely Default 2, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, it looks pretty cool. I like the art style. It looks pretty sweet. Um, I actually have... Yeah, the, let's see here. I actually have... The, the first game was on the 3DS. 
Yeah, here's the uh, the description of it. Uh, brought together by by fate, four heroes would embark on a great voyage in the beautiful and engaging role-playing role Brave, Brave Default 2 from Square Enix. The creators of Final Fantasy series, in the series of the new adventure, the players will set off on an epic journey, visiting stunning locations, meeting card, uh, intriguing characters, and battling dastardly villains. By defeating enemies called asterisk barriers the heroes will acquire asterisks which allow them to change jobs by using the right combination of jobs players can turn into the tide of uh the tide of battle in their favor some of the jobs can require including the power of vanguard the white mage the bard the beastmaster and the gambler among many others after a demo version of the game went live in march the developers uh collected player feedback about things like difficulty, the controls to improve the overall game experience, the video the video addressing the very helpful fan feedback will be posted in the Bravely Default 2 on the YouTube later uh, that day when this was published. Um, so yeah, uh, it looks pretty sick. Um, I don't know if I would specifically play this type of game. Uh, it's not generally my style of, of game to play, but it sure did look a lot of fun. Um, one of my coworkers brings his 3DS to work, and then we'll play the first game oh. during like breaks. <laughs> so, like he's been working on the first game for a while now. Oh, nice. He's trying to get it done before this releases. Yeah, I really so, like the I've, art style though. It looks pretty cool. Yeah, I've never played it, but yeah, it definitely has that Kingdom Hearts Final Fantasy type look. Yeah, it sure does. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but. Um, there are a couple other games as well, um, that came out, um, <clears> that the, this Cultivate, this, this farm game, uh, looked pretty cool too. Um, <laughs> let's see, I don't remember the name of it. Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't remember this one either. I do remember seeing it cause I remember looking at the yeah, artwork and I'm like, oh, that's cute. Yeah, it's pretty cute. It's a uh, story of seasons. Um, basically you can, um, chop up different, you can chop up the trees. It's really cool. I saw that. Yeah. Story of Seasons, Pioneers. Um, I, I really like the way you can like cut down like multiple trees at once like that. It's pretty sick. Um, this looks like a more high def version of Stardew Valley. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. This is a lot, this is a lot like Stardew Valley. Yeah. Which I love, Stardew Valley. So yeah, maybe you'll like this game. Um, but uh, yeah, it's well, if I like Animal Crossing, I might like the style of game too. But that's like the first thing that came to mind was like yeah, yeah. This is this is basically a more high def Stardew Valley. You go into the mines, you can mine. There's combat there. You have this rundown farm that you have to renovate, and right. you build upon the land. You can fish. You can get married. Mm-hmm. I like how like all the NPCs are like their talking motion is like their hands. It looks like they're eating. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, this game looked a lot of fun too. Um, I totally lost the name of it. Uh, uh yeah, I did too. Yeah, I I remember seeing survival in the name. Yeah. Um. But it, it looks like it looks like a real time strategy. 
There's another game that I had on Switch for a short time that was like a some sort of it was less than a dollar also, yeah. but it's this like zombie defense like a uh, survival yeah, game. Yeah, surviving the aftermath is what it's called. But yeah, um, <clears throat> this yeah game it right was. Here looked a lot of fun. It's um... oh yeah, yeah. I love like Greek mythology and stuff like that. So I was very excited when I was watching this. Yeah, this game here. It reminds me of uh, uh, Breath of the Wild too. You can like kind of. Yeah. Well, and the funny thing is, uh, there are Cyclopses in Breath of the Wild, Hinoxes. Oh yeah. <laughs> I was thinking about uh, streaming that game since I have the setup for it. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. It at one at least at one point in time was the game I put the most hours in. Oh yeah. But this game, out of all these, I think I'd play. Yeah, even that inventory menu looks like Breath of the Wild. Yeah. Um, Immortals Phoenix Rising is what it's called. Available December 3rd. Yep. Pre-orders available. I'm going to have to check to see how much it is, because that looks really good. Oh, look, it's a ripoff of Pokemon. Um, Bakugan. Bakugan. Yeah. Yeah. Champions of Astoria. I've Um, never gotten into Bakugan, but I know a lot of people do. There's a lot of Pokemon typing, like uh, Beyblade. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love the the catch the catchphrase for that is "Let it rip." I'm like, "Let it rip? What? It rip. Okay, here you go." Sure. Uh, Tokyo Six, uh, or Tropico Six. Sorry, uh, El Presidente is back, and Tropico Six players can have the fate of their islands, their island in their hands, build and rule an island nation. On large Carly goes. Blah 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 blah. Looks like a lot of fun too. Uh, Hitman. Hitman on the Switch. I I tried playing Hitman, Hitman which it is actually how I got into Elder Scrolls. I think I've talked about that before. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, Hitman Six Cloud version. Looks pretty cool too. Um, but yeah. For those who want to check out this video, I will link it in the show notes. Um, coming to Nintendo Switch. It's pretty sick. Uh, mm-hmm. Controls coming out on the Switch, too. Sick. <clears throat> who was it that talked about Control on our show? Was that Richard or was that somebody else? I think it was Richard. I think it was Richard. Like I heard a lot of good things about this game. Control Ultimate Edition. Yeah, it looks pretty sweet. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. But it looks pretty sick. Heard Control is a lot of fun. So, I'd love to play that game in VR. That'd be sick. Yeah. <clears throat> Bring it to Quest, please. <laughs> but. No more heroes. No more heroes. Why does it look like a. Cell shaded. Yeah. But yeah. Um the video goes on and there's a couple other games too. Uh I know Hyrule uh Warriors H Calamity is also on here somewhere. Yeah. Um I think it's near the end. Yeah, the, I think that yeah, it's the finale of the video, the climax. There it is. 
I'd get into it. It'd be fun. <laughs> well, this is the story before everything that went down in Breath of the Wild. Oh, okay. So this this takes place a hundred years before Breath of the Wild, and it's the battle with uh, Calamity Ganon before, like everybody. I mean, we all know that the champions ultimately met their end during this time. Oh. So that'll be part of the story, of course. So, but hopefully, yeah, you'll get to know the champions a little bit better in this one. Because, I mean, you'll be playing as all of them. So that'll be pretty sweet. It looks pretty sweet. <clears throat> well, and I thought about it. Like, we talked about this uh, during the birthday stream with the Nintendads and all that. Yeah. Um, I tried playing the first Hyrule Warriors game, but it was just, it was really hard to get into. Because yeah. it's, I mean, number one, it's not canon, but number two, it's, it's, it doesn't really feel a whole lot like a Zelda game. Right. But, I think for what the story is mm-hmm. for this one, like the game style really fits. Right. It does so I am really looking forward to it. And I was really excited that there's a demo available. So I have that downloaded and um, can't wait for this. I haven't actually played it yet. I've been playing Ghostbusters and trying to get that completed. Nice. Um, but I'm definitely going to, and I do have this pre-ordered. Uh, I I don't know if you heard, but I kind of went on a rant about the pre-order system uh, yeah. in the last episode. Yeah, I heard that. I, I laughed. <laughs> That's pretty fun. But still, I mean, the point is, like, what is the point of a pre-order if you don't, if the money doesn't even come out until right. like you can actually download the game? Like, exactly. <sighs> but. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we got some more news um, as well. Let me go ahead and open this up. So it looks like the Nintendo Switch Two, or the Pro Switch, as we are also calling it, uh, the Switch Two can come with an advanced mini LED display. So, Wait, has this actually been confirmed? Well, according to this article <clears throat> that I threw up on the screen for y'all watching on our Twitch, uh, rumors on the Nintendo Switch Two have been heated up. For recent months and the latest uh, leaks suggest a serious upgrade for Nintendo second edition hybrid console. Apparently Nintendo Switch 2 will come with a mini LED display which is a serious upgrade from the 720p LCD screen uh, included on every Nintendo Switch console up to this point. So what do we know so far um, comes from another article from the same website um so nintendo switch to new release specs leaks and more um so it looks like so far latest since october 28th is taiwan taiwan's sorry i can't say uh their name uh economic <laughs> daily news reports that the nintendo is including a mini led display on the switch 2 and is gearing up to launch the console in 2021 doesn't tell us when uh polish retailer media market has added multiple mentions of a nintendo <clears throat> switch pro suggesting a new console reveal could be imminent via go nintendo and the nintendo switch 2 could get a radical new control design according to the new nintendo patent going back no going back to 
one of our very, 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 very first episodes. If you haven't listened to any of our backlog, check it out. I actually do talk about a patent that came out um, for adjusting the the um, the controllers, the grips on the pro controllers. So, if you take that and you bring it all the way to this, you never know. It could be talking about that. So, um, I have started getting a tiny, 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 tiny bit of a drift. Um, it doesn't really do it on do it on its own, but when I use the right uh, Joy-Con, it'll stay active a little bit longer when I'm like when I'm turning. It'll keep going a little bit. Um, but it's not like it'll just do it on its own, but, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think that Nintendo does need to announce something if there is something in the works, but it's like, they don't even announce the directs until the day before and it'll be like midday and be like, Hey, check us out. It's 7am Eastern, Eastern standard time. Like, okay. You could have given us a little bit more warning, but um, I mean, I guess that keeps leaks from happening, but give us something. If it, I mean, we've got a new Xbox and a new PlayStation coming out. Like Nintendo needs to, I think they do need to do something. I actually did talk about this mm-hmm. on a recent episode. Like they need to do something. They need to at least give us something. Yeah, they, get, they need to give us something. Is I mean, yeah. I probably there's no there's no attention on nintendo right now for like consoles or anything like that yeah there's some games coming out but yeah you know all the attention is on sony and microsoft right now yeah but even i mean even vr has released you know new stuff so yep which is its own thing um but yeah so we still got a couple other uh, couple other news articles here uh, Retro Studios is remodeling its HQ in 2021 to aid development in Metro Prime 4 to cost around $530,000. So I found this article. Um, here, I'll go ahead and throw that up as well so y'all can see. Uh, according to Nintendo Life. Uh, so that's a good source. Uh, this was published yesterday at 10.45 a.m. Um, so yeah, the Nintendo-owned Retro Studios is remodeling its HQ next year according to VGC reports. Um, <laughs> famous for its work on Metroid Prime and Donkey Kong Country franchises, Retro is currently involved in the production of Metroid Prime 4, a game inherited by the Nintendo decided to restart production in 2019. The work cont- uh, comes from a price tag of $530,000 and will result in about 40,000 square feet of custom office space with Retro moving in in the summer of 2021, according to the Republic published by U.S. Sales Intelligence from firm Intelligence 360. Those of you with long memories can recall that that Retro moved into a current premises not only a decade ago. Um, it is understood that the premises will retain despite the investment on the new office space. So Retro has engaged in aggressive recruitment drive for Metro Pride 4. Having most recent snapped up Rockstar veteran Marcia uh Marisa Paul Palmbrobo? Palumbo. Palumbo. Yeah. Yeah. Um as lead producer. Last month Game of War senior game designer John Marcella and Call of Duty director Dalen Job joined the team. 
So sick. Uh, if you are a Metro Tri uh, Metro Prime fan, there you go. Yep. <clears throat> um, and then we also have so the last thing in the news actually is something that I thought was pretty saddening. Um, so one of our beloved Super Smash characters, uh, Terry Bogard, was part of an ad in Japan that was not nice. Check <laughs> really? Yeah. Well, wow, that's a few right there. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> it's for like some mobile game. And it's Terry Bogard going by on a motorcycle and there's two chicks at like a, a like a tropical fruit stand drink station. Uh, SNK All Star is the name of the. Uh, oh yeah, I actually played that game a little bit. Have you? Yeah. So Terry Bogart going by on a motorcycle and he slaps his three girls in the butts as he's driving by, and then he like revs up his motorcycle and like goes up like Whoa. a wheelie. And it looks like that one just has like this little flap over her ass, so it's like that's a bare-handed like. Right. So. <laughs> They yeah, they weren't happy either. Yeah, they apologized for that for that ad. Um, but yeah, I found this gem on the internets. So yeah, uh, that's pretty much it for the news. So um, we, there is some sales and deals as well. You know, can't forget the sales nope. and deals. Can't forget um, that. Of course. Uh, I'll go ahead and throw <clears throat> that up as well for those who are watching. Uh, you can save $20 on select Nintendo Switch games at Best Buy. I'm surprised Best Buy is still around. Um, actually, yep. no, yeah, not surprised, actually, because they're great. I like Best Buy. Um, you can get uh, Mario Bros. U Deluxe for $39.99. You can get Super Mario Party for $39.99. You can get Yoshi's Crafted World for $39.99. Splatoon 2, $39.99. And Mario Tennis for $39.99. Yeah, I'm surprised. I'm actually seeing physical copies of Mario 3D All-Stars around now. I thought that those would be... Well, I guess the hype has died down a little bit from it, but... Right. Um, you know Nintendo, they never <laughs> actually meet like physical demands for these sort of things. Yeah. Classic consoles, anybody? <laughs> or so, the Switch, even when the Switch first came out. Yeah. Um, there is a sale going on right now for the game called Hades. It's, um, it's on sale from, uh, the 29th, so a couple days ago until the 5th of November. Um, yeah, Presto is really speaking highly of that game, Hades. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. You really liked it. It looks pretty sick. Here's a video here for those who want to watch it. I will go ahead and play it. Um. It does look cool. Like I've yeah, um, basically you're trying to escape the underworld. Yeah, pretty much. Um, but yeah, it's looks pretty sick. Here's some photos of it. If you want, for those who are listening, um, you can check yeah. out the Twitch. Like I mentioned earlier, I do love me some Greek mythology. So yeah, me too. Which is why I hate that I don't have a PlayStation. I would love to play God of War. God of War is sick. 
Yeah. I like the art style, but. Yeah. It, I mean, the, the isometric view is hard to get used to these days, but once you do, like. Uh, so yeah, Battle Out of Hell. As the immortal prince of the underworld, he wields the powers of the uh, mythic weapons of Olympus to break free from the clutches of the god of the dead himself. While growing stronger and unraveling more of the story to each unique escape attempt. Unleash the fury of Olympus. The Olympians have your back. Meet Zeus, Athena, Poseidon, and many more. And choose from their dozens of powerful boons and enhance your abilities. There are more variable characters builds to discover as you go. So you can also befriend gods, ghosts, and monsters. Build for replayability. Nothing is impossible. And signature super super giant style fighting. It looks a lot of fun. Build for replayability. That's definitely a good blind there. Oh yeah. So that's on sale. It is twenty bucks instead of twenty four ninety nine. Um, best friend forever Halloween sale. Hooray! <laughs> why is why does uh why doesn't that look scary? Oh, because it's a dog game. That's why dogs are cool. Um, yep. Thankfully, mine's kept quiet this episode. I know. I was gonna say, where's the dog? <laughs> um, in my last episode of Tamarelic Adventures, like she heard somebody in the building and like let out this really loud bark, and it was while I was in the middle of saying something, so I couldn't like just edit it out. Oh, <laughs> so yeah. like. I just kind of had to play off of it. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, yeah. If you like puppies, I like puppies. But I don't think I'd buy a game like this to play. Uh, nah, true. probably not. Yeah. Um, yeah, I have a real live, real live dog that I don't bring into my room when uh, I'm podcasting. <laughs> um, <laughs> but they don't bark anyway, so that's okay. Um, Warner Bros., Halloween sale. Um, They've had a lot of sales lately. I feel like we were just talking about it. Warner Brothers sale. Yeah. Uh, when we did the one year uh, anniversary uh, show, they had a sale. As well. Yeah. Because I was talking oh, about yeah. the Lego Adventure games. and That's and right. Yeah. That's what we're talking about. It's like, yeah, that's, yeah, definitely getting that. Oh, yeah, Lego games. Yeah, totally. By the way, Jurassic Park Evolution looks sick. I've never, I haven't played it, but. That game does look pretty awesome. Yeah. So for those who want to play some of the Lego uh, Lego games on the Switch, Lego City Undercover is eight ninety nine. Lego DC Super Villains is seventeen ninety nine. Lego the Harry Potter Collection is twelve forty nine instead of forty nine ninety nine. That's not that bad. Um, no. Jurassic World is eleven ninety nine. Uh, Marvel Super Heroes two is eight ninety nine. Uh, Ninjago. I always loved Ninjago, by the way. It's a pretty sweet show. Uh, Lego Ninjago, the movie and video game, is twelve forty nine. Um, the Incredibles is also on sale and is seventeen ninety nine. Lego Worlds eight ninety nine. Uh, the Lego Movie Two video game is eleven ninety nine. Mortal Kombat Two, or I mean eleven, sorry, um, is nineteen ninety nine. Uh, Scribblenauts Mega Pack is nine ninety nine, and Scribblenaut Scrib- that Scribblenauts Showdown is nine ninety nine instead of thirty nine ninety nine. I need to get the aftermath aftermath pack for um, Mortal Kombat Eleven. I still haven't gotten that yet, but it's just as much as the game itself. Mm-hmm. It's like a whole other like story, and then they add a lot of other characters. Like I guess Rambo is now in the game. Nice. 
like this guy and I were talking about that yesterday, and I guess a lot of people are upset with Rambo because they're like, oh, he doesn't actually kill anybody in the first few movies. Now you have him in this game where all you do is kill. And, right. Oh, my God. Really? You're going to get hung up on that? <laughs> but, yeah, like Rambo, like, and, well, and uh, Terminator was already a part of the game, so now you got Stallone and Arnold in the same game. Right. Um, bake and switch on sale. This week for a fifteen percent discount. Buy now and save some dough. Ha ha! They made it. Um, <laughs> I will be right back. Keep going. So yeah, um, there's a game called Bacon Switch. Um, it looks like one of those cooking games. Um, but yeah. Um, oh, little dough balls. How cute. For those who are listening and can't actually see what I'm looking at, they are. Two little round balls of dough. They look like onions because they have leaves on top of their heads. That's super cute. Um, and then they got some of the characters you can choose. Uh, for some reason, it reminds me of Castle Crashers. I don't know why that reminds me of Castle Crashers. Uh, probably because of like the maybe the like art style of the characters and how they're lined up. I don't know. Um, yeah. Um, very interesting. Um, I don't know what to make of this. Uh, I see all the dough balls everywhere. I think those are dough balls. I don't know. What do y'all think in chat? Does that look like dough balls? I think it looks like dough balls. I don't know. Anyway, um, here's some more art of the game where you can see the actual play. I don't know. This is like dough balls. Yeah, I like dough balls. Dough balls are great. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, you can get this bacon switch game where it talks where there's a bunch of dough balls everywhere for twenty five forty nine. It actually looks like a lot of fun. Why don't we watch a video? <laughs> <laughs> That looks like a character from Ninjala. I think like, is this made by the people who do Ninjala? Well, you know, and they use bubble gum in that game, so. But yeah, it looks pretty fun. Oh yeah, look at this photo. Isn't this photo great? I love this photo. <laughs> it's gonna be my background picture. <laughs> that kind of looks like a Pokemon. I know, but they're dough balls. <clears throat> Does this remind you of Castle Crashers for some reason? I don't know if I've played that. But played the art style Crashers? does look a lot like Ninjala. Um, I don't know who it's made by. Uh, Delicious Dough Creatures. I knew it. They're freaking dough balls. I want this game. Um, <laughs> Streamline Games is the developer. Publisher okay. Streamline Media Group. Uh, up to four players. Yeah, this game looks like a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, buy digital up to 127 points you can get. Um, I'm going to add this to my wish list. Oops, I'll do that later. Uh, Bacon Switch. Check that out. If you like dough balls. <laughs> um, yeah, Ubisoft has a publisher sale um, going on right now uh, until today. Until 11.59 Pacific Time. Yeah. Um, you can get games such as Mario Rabbits for $14.99. You can get games such as Just Dance 2020 for... Nineteen ninety nine, uh, Assassin's Creed Rebel Collection is on sale for twenty bucks. I keep talking about getting that game and I haven't done it yet, 
Um, I did. Yay! And um, it wasn't on sale at the time, and it went on sale like a few days later. I was really pissed about that. Oh man, um, South Park: The Fractured Butthole, uh, but for those who uh, are gonna get on my case, um, it's South Park. What do you expect? I know. Uh, the Fractured Butthole. Uh, I need TP for your butthole. Um, wrong, <laughs> wrong show. But anyway. I am Cornholio. <laughs> Shit. Uh, um. But yeah, uh, South Park, the stick of truth, um, where you take that and you stick it up your fractured butthole. What? Um, let's see, what other games are on sale? Um, there are games such as Uno, if you like to play Uno, that's three ninety nine. Uh, Starlink, the Battle for Atlas is on sale as well for twenty three ninety nine. Don't get that confused for Atlas the Pirate Game, because if it is, uh, you're going down the wrong rabbit hole. Um, yep. Monopoly, twenty 29- nine... Oops, nope, not twenty nine ninety nine. I can't do math today. Nine ninety nine. Uh, Trials <clears throat> Rising Standard Edition is five ninety nine. The Gold Edition is eight ninety nine. So if you want the Gold Edition, which sounds better, um, yeah, it's like why not? <laughs> why it's not? only three dollars more. <laughs> I know. Uh, <laughs> Rayman Legends is on sale for nine ninety nine. Assassin's Creed Three Remastered, the the best Assassin's Creed game of all time about the about the American Revolution. Definitely get that. Uh, that was pretty sweet. I yeah. I played that to completion on the Switch. Um, that game is a lot of fun. I loved it since the very beginning of time. Um, Travel Pursuit is on sale as well for all you Travel Pursuit nerds. Uh, Travel that, Pursuit. Trivial Pursuit. Sorry. Yeah. Um, where you travel the world and talk about trivial stuff. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's still early, guys. Um, I'm still working on my coffee, which is why I had to step away for a minute. Um, Jeopardy is on sale for $7.99. So if you like that very old game called Jeopardy, my, it is $7.99. I should probably get this from my grandmother. My um, wife and I challenge each other in Jeopardy quite often, so and she usually wins. So, um, Child of Light is on sale for four ninety nine. Brahalla, uh, Walking Dead. So they decided to bring the Walking Dead into Brahalla. Good for them. Um, it does. Brahalla is fun. Yeah, it is a lot of fun. Uh, there is no price on that. I don't know why. Um, maybe... um it's free to play. Um, oh, I yeah, believe it's free to play. Sweet. Yes, yeah, so for all you yeah. who do not want to play Smash Bros, you can get Brahalla. Um, there's also WWE characters in there. There's Rayman. There's a lot of other... Uh, I want to say Adventure Time is on there also. Oh, nice. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, Wheel of Fortune is also another old-style game that you can play for seven ninety nine, dollars uh, where you spin a wheel and it tells you how much money you will lose. Um <laughs> <laughs> Risk global domination where you spend ten dollars to try to take over the world, which COVID already did. Um, and then there's a game called Valiant Hearts: The Great War. Uh, I thought the Great War was over with, but it's okay. It's four ninety nine. Um, which Great War? The Great War uh, with the nukes? The Great War with the Thalmor? The Great War with oh, man. Germany? Um, we'll just say the Great War that actually never happened, but we can say it did um all right speaking of great wars uh it's a game called alien isolation halloween sale where aliens take over the world which i've been watching a lot of movies about aliens and stuff with Chaz, which i don't know if it's been happening <laughs> a lot um 
So experience heart pounding horror in Alien Isolation <clears throat> available for the unbeatable price of nineteen ninety nine. I don't see how that's unbeatable. Um, if you did it for nineteen ninety eight, that would beat it. Um, <laughs> Amanda Ripley and her terrifying mission to survive aboard the Forsaken Sevenspool. I can't pronounce words. Uh, space station. <laughs> Sevastopol. I I don't know. I don't know. Try to say. I don't know. Try to say Latin names for ants five times fast. You'll you'll learn how to say words. Um, <laughs> so yeah, Star Wars sale because of the Mandalorian coming back yesterday. Um, which the show is great. If you haven't watched it, you suck. If you oh, want to I watch forgot it. Jedi Academy is on the Switch now. Yeah. So it's a lot of fun. Baby Yoda is back. Uh, Mando is sick as hell, as usual. So if you haven't watched that show, you better watch it, or else I'm going to haunt you down. Uh, <laughs> hopefully you got my pun there, because it's Halloween. I said haunt instead of hunt. Anyway, uh, yes. um, that came out when I didn't intend it to. Uh, Star Wars Jedi Knight 2 Jedi Outcast. Why do you got to put so many Jedis in a title? Four ninety nine. Um, Star Wars Jedi Knight Jedi Academy. See again with more than one Jedi. Um, Nine ninety nine. Star Wars Episode One Racer, or is it I Racer? I don't know. Do you race? It's Episode One. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> it's yeah. It's the pod racing game that was on the sixty four. Right. Um, that which is, is a pretty fun. Four, I almost read it as four seventy nine. But it's seven forty nine. <laughs> I'm so glad you're back, man. <laughs> Me too. This is so much fun. Anyway, Star Wars pinball. If you like to play pinball with Star Wars, it's seventeen ninety nine. Mm-hmm. I heard there's two sides to play, either the dark side or the light side. If you like to flip flip on your switch, huh? <laughs> <laughs> you can play on the light side of the forts. But you can be a badass like me and play on the dark side of the force because the dark side's always cooler. Um, now they just need to release the Knights of the Old Republic games on the Switch. Yes, totally. I'd definitely be down to that. And if you want to be a goner like me, get goner for 80% off by celebrating the... <laughs> Come and launch a goner too with the perfect headless discount. <laughs> oh, goner. Uh. Welcome back to Nintendo. Your source for everything Nintendo. Um, $1.99, and you can play this very, very cute style game of uh, a game called Connor, which I have no idea what it's about, but it looks like a lot of fun. <laughs> Check out. Speaking uh, of uh, spooky type games on the Switch, um, have you played Spirit Fair? No. Because that's actually on the Switch now. Oh, is it? Um, yeah, you, you play as this uh, girl who kind of plays as a Reaper who goes and finds uh, recently departed animals and takes them to the underworld. Oh, nice. Um, so you get to kind of experience their stories. It's free on Game Pass, but it is on the Switch now, too. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that kind of has, like, a spooky vibe to it. Nice. Um, um, so, yeah, Goner is a tough, hell-producing, generated 2D platformer with roguelike elements. Following the largely misunderstood <laughs> and art. I almost read that as autistic, sorry. Uh, altruistic <laughs> LKK on a journey to 
cheer up his only friend in the world, a giant land-bound whale named Sally. I like Sally. Sally's cool. And you know what? We're leaving all of this shit in here, too. Of course we are. (laughs) (laughs) For just the right trinket in the deep and dark spaces nearby are, like, 40-something listeners who are going to enjoy this. Um, Something like that. Something like that. Goner is a tough of hell-scorched hell scores sorry hell score based uh i can't read um, well that font is really hard it's hard to see in it's first place it's hard to see it's like it's like go and then it's like n n e r so i'm trying to like pronounce goner but it's goner or is it goner i have no idea i think it's goner i don't know that i have yeah. no idea what's well, well let's let's get gone and let's skedaddle from the news all right it is your turn all right so after all of that we're finally gonna get to talking about gen 2 with pokemon um Uh, get into gen 2 i do want to say something about gen 1 all right there we go pikachu there we go it's the best pokemon ever all right your turn sorry i had to (laughs) no you're good um and Pikachu's changed a lot over the years, too. Yeah, it sure has. It's so, um, I will say that trying to find developmental information about Pokemon generations is a very difficult thing to do because everything you find is about the games itself. Like, oh, this is what happens in Gen whatever. Here's the Pokemon that are in this Gen. Here's how you find these Pokemon. I'm like, what about the developmental information? God damn it. <laughs> But I, I, I can. I can eventually do... I do find a little bit about it. So, um, so obviously, yeah. Gen 2 is the second series of games in the Pokemon series. And um, the first two games are Gold and Silver. And then third is kind of the Pokemon Yellow of uh, Gen 2. Although you don't have the Pokemon traveling around behind you. And it's not geared toward the television show all that so um sometimes it's called the metal generation or the metallic generation by older players due to the names of the paired version i've never heard it called that before i've always just heard gen 2 or gold silver crystal whatever right so uh gold and silver obviously were the ones that started it as i mentioned and then uh, they were later joined by pokemon crystal which is the one that i played pokemon crystal mm-hmm. Um, which is, I, I liked how, and Gen 3 did this too. The first two generations, the Pokemon don't have any animations when they first enter the battle, but then, um, the third game would, like the Pokemon would do little things when they first appear, like, uh, Rattata will roar or whatever, and then, you know, twitch his ass or whatever, you know, shake his ass a little bit when he Mm -hmm. appears or whatever. Um, so I always appreciated that. Uh, Gen 3 was the same way, where the Pokemon in uh, Ruby and Sapphire didn't have animations, and then with uh, Emerald, they did. <clears throat> anyway, so um, 100 new Pokemon were introduced with uh, Gen 2 that weren't in Gen 1. And you actually got a little bit of a teaser with uh gen 2 even from the very first episode of the anime like there's a a pokemon that shows up in the very first episode of the anime that was not in gen 1 that would be ho-oh 
and also Togepi uh, shows up later on. And this was before Gen 2 actually was released. So, um, as I mentioned, there were a lot of things that were introduced with Gen 2. I mentioned this in the first episode um, that were not a part of Gen 1. Uh, there was the steel type and dark types. Um, in the first gen, um, psychic types were kind of overpowered because they didn't have a very good weakness. They had bug type, but there weren't a lot of really strong bug types in gen one, aside from Scyther or, uh, Pinsir. So they're like, okay, we need to give another good weakness to psychic types to make the games a little bit more balanced. So here comes the dark type. And when you play Gen 2 for the first time, you don't know, like uh, those of us back in the day playing these for the first time, they don't tell you what the steel type weakness is. You just kind of have to figure it out for yourself. Mm -hmm. You know how there's the guy at the start of the gym uh, that usually tells you, hey, you know, use these Pokemon to battle this gym leader. The steel type gym didn't do that. <laughs> so you're just like, shit, what do I do? And you just, I mean, if you think about it, yeah, you know, fire and fighting, you know, but going into it, you wouldn't know that until you've actually played around with it a little bit. Right. So. Yeah, Johto is actually connected to Kanto through this little, um, what do they call it, straight? Not a straight. Um, I'm trying to think what the little strip of land is called. Um, anyway, so it, yeah, Johto is connected to Kanto through this little strip of land. So after you, and like I said in the first episode, um, Johto was supposed to be kind of like, the climax of the series because going into this, they had no idea just how much Pokemon would catch on. So uh, Johto is one of the only like, direct sequels that I can think of for a Pokemon entry aside from black and white too. <clears throat> so yeah, um, it takes, it, it takes place, I think three years after uh, Kanto so you, um, after you beat the Johto uh, Pokemon League, you can actually go and explore Kanto and just see how much it's changed in the three years after the events of Gen One, and you can, and that's why you know, like Team Rocket is like the main antagonist in the game. Also, is because um, it's it's a direct sequel to Kanto, but. Again, they just they didn't expect to continue the series after Gen Two, and then they're like, "Hey, we, I think we actually do have something here." Um, so I'll also, right I'll be right back. Okay, all right. So um, other things that were introduced in Gen Two were baby Pokemon, quote unquote, um, pre evolutions for several Pokemon, and there actually was uh, there were going to be several other baby type of Pokemon that never really saw the light of day. So also there were several new types of Pokeballs that were introduced and you can actually have somebody make your own Pokeballs um, from, I'm, try, I'm trying to think what they're, um, Apricorns, Apricorns, that's what it was. So um, Chinese were also introduced in this game. Um, 
And, you actually, and the way they did it was actually really cool. You actually got to go catch a shiny in the wild. So, um, which is the red Charizard. It doesn't give it any better ability. It didn't, it's not stronger or anything. Um, but there you go. And uh, Pokerus was introduced um, for the first time. Um, the day and night cycle was also a new thing in this game, which is really cool. You set the clock at the beginning of the game and based on what, you know, and it keeps track of that. So um, several uh, moves were changed to uh, specific types like gusts, sand attack, karate chop. Those were originally normal types and they're now flying or whatever, you know, they were actually more geared toward the type of Pokemon they were. Um, several Pokemon that didn't have um, evolutions were given them in this game, like um, Scyther and um, Onyx. Sorry, I was blanking there for a minute. The SAT system was improved. Um, Bags no longer had a um, 20 item counter, uh, but there were pockets that was introduced. HMs can be activated uh, just by interacting with an object like the ocean or whatever, like the water. You can just surf by clicking on it. Um, Experience all was upgraded into this experience share. Um, Yeah, they they really revamped the storage system in this game, too. That's something that I was mentioning in the last episode was the storage system was really um, upgraded and Things like that. like it'll automatically switch uh, Pokemon boxes for you. It'll heal the Pokemon when you store them in there. So a lot of the uh, things that they realized were issues in the first game, they kind of fixed in this one. Also with uh, Pokemon Crystal, you could play as a girl for the first time. So um, yeah, the day and night cycle that they introduced into this game is really cool. So that wasn't a thing before this one. Um, trying to see if no. so the audio was composed by Michi Masuda. I love these Japanese games that are names that was actually really easy compared to a lot of the other. Um, let's see. So, um, gold and silver were first publicly showcased at the 1997 Nintendo Space World Expo in Japan, becoming the most popular exhibit at the program. And unlike the previous game in the series, Pokemon Yellow, the new titles were announced to be more than a small upgrade, Yellow and Blue, I'm sorry, Red and Blue, and instead they would feature a new storyline, a new world, and a full color support and more detailed sprites. I don't know about the more detailed sprites. It didn't really look any different than Gen 1. Uh, Gen 3, that's another story. Well, we'll talk about that next episode. So um, other additions were shown, including the internal clock, which I talked about um, earlier. So, yeah, when you first start the game, you'll have to go set the clock. And, the you know, certain Pokemon would only show up whether it was day or night. So uh, Selby was introduced in gold and silver, uh, but is only accessible by attending the Nintendo Promotional World. And that's why I never caught Celebi. They hint at Selby when you go to the forest, um, but they never act, he never actually appeared. So, um, 
Tsunikazu Ishara, I think is how, I, again, Japanese names, I'm sorry. Um, he stated that Gold and Silver started development right after Red and Green and were released in Japan. And the original intention was to release the game in 1998, even synchronizing with the supposed end of the anime's first season. But development issues um, worsened by Game Freak were being sidetracked with Pokemon Stadium and the localization of the first gen led to the game being postponed. And the original release slate was that was taken uh, over by Pokemon Yellow. Sorry, I kind of lost track of where I was reading. Um, programmer Shingeki Morimoto uh, stated that part of why development took three and a half years was due to you know, the small development team of only four programmers. And uh, Satoru Iwata, the then president of HAL Laboratory, would later become Nintendo's CEO. He helped the developmental team uh, by developing new tools for processing the Pokemon graphic code. So the game was released. So I'm sorry. In September 1999, the games were announced for release in Japan on uh, November 21st of 1999. And the, the North American release was estimated for September 2000 because, of course, J Japan gets all this stuff first. <clears throat> Nintendo announced the release of Pocket Pikachu, uh, full-color portable digital pet similar to the one released the year before. I think I remember that, actually. Do you remember um, kind of like a Pocket Pikachu, kind of like a Tamagotchi Pikachu? I have a giant stuffed Pikachu. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that, that that unit is comparable or compatible rather with gold and silver, allowing the transfer of in-game currency known as watt points. I don't remember that actually. Um, but the pocket Pikachu color was slated for release in Japan on uh, November twenty-first, also of nineteen ninety-nine. And an officially licensed Pikachu Game Link cable was developed by Kimco and was set for release on the 18th of November 1999. The pocket, the product functions like a normal Game Link cable and consists of uh, the L cable and a feature of Pikachu, a figure of Pikachu on one end and a Pokeball on the other. So I, like I said, I never had anybody to trade with, so I never really bothered with buying any of the Game Link cables or anything like that. So. I do remember getting a Game Link cable, but I never really was able to trade with people because every time I'd get a Game Boy, my mom would take it away, and then my dad would get me another one. <laughs> so, yeah, I think I remember you talking about Yeah, I was going back we and did listening with... to all of our old episodes, and I was trying yeah. to... Yeah, because we did that episode with Sebastian Azaro. Yeah. So, yeah, I remember you mentioning that. So, um, as a precursor to the North American release of Gold and Silver, um, they were displayed for audiences to interact with at the 2000 American International Toy Fair in New York City. And to further promote the games, Nintendo modified... Or Nintendo. Nintendo uh, modified five... I almost missed that I said that. Um, modified five Chrysler PT Cruisers to resemble the new mo Pokemon Lugia and had them driven around the United States. That, I would have loved to have encountered that thing. Yeah. But the vehicles had fins and, and fin fins and tails attached to them and they were painted with logos and images of the Pokemon franchise. 
In addition, they were equipped with a television set hooked up to the game consoles, which allowed spectators to play Pokemon Puzzle League and Hey You Pikachu, nice. and uh, along with Pokemon Gold and Silver. And the television series Pokemon GS, based on the games, was announced to be part of the fall lineup with Kids WB. And uh, the show features uh, Ash Ketchum in a new region with different Pokemon species from the games. And the localized English names of the 100 new Pokemon were kept confidential by Nintendo and the company. Um, so they would release the names periodically. So, and they, uh, gold, Pokemon Gold and Silver each had their own sites registered for that purchase or purpose. So they did release the names of Chikorita, Lugaria, Ho-Oh, Togepi, Hoot Hoot, and Meryl. So... But in May 2000, Pokemon, or I'm sorry, Nintendo announced the official North American release of Gold and Silver to be on October 16th of that year. And they started accepting pre-orders in August. And they announced that consumers who pre-ordered one of the games would receive a free CD-ROM with a Pokemon-themed web browser developed by a media browser, which featured floating Pokemon series and links to Pokemon websites. So in the app... Hello, Kitty. Kitty. Uh, <laughs> The application was available for download on, from the Pokemon website, and the game had record sales as approximately 600,000 copies were pre-ordered in just two months. And this is compared to 150,000 for Pokemon Yellow. So I'd say that they had something there. Mm -hmm. So uh, Crystal was an enhanced version of Pokemon Gold and Silver, and it was developed by the same company, obviously. I don't, I don't know why it had to reiterate that um but it was released in, in japan on december 14th of 2000 in north america on july 29th of 2001 and in europe on november 2nd of 2001 yeah europe seems to get things after america back then too yeah so the plot and gameplay with crystal was largely the same although it holds several new features so I, I mentioned some of those earlier. So instead of focusing on Ho-Oh or um, Lugia, it focused on um, Suicune, I believe, mm -hmm. if I remember right. So yeah. Pokemon Crystal was also well-received, although many comments were that it was just there just wasn't enough new additions and features to significantly set it apart from Gold and Silver. Right. I think that's why... Like with the third generation, they did focus on each game story being unique. But we'll get into that next episode. So, yeah. So, um, as on uh, June 16th, uh, 2017, um, the games were released on uh, Virtual Console, or it was announced that they would be released on Virtual Console for the 3DS. So, um, September uh, 22nd of 2017, um, Gold and Silver were released, and uh, Pokemon Crystal was re-released on January 26th of 2018, which when I had my 3DS, I did have uh, Crystal. And I think I just had Crystal. Actually, I might have had Gold. Yeah, I think I had Gold also. Because uh, why not? Right. So... Um, I've got a little bit of a, a list here of things that, well, here, let's, let's talk about the scores here. Um, game rankings, uh, 
rated uh, Pokemon Gold is an 89%. Hmm. So, um, Famitsu uh, ranked it at 33 out of 40. GameSpot uh, for Gold uh, ranked it an 8.8, .8, and IGN ranked it a 10 out of 10. Of course they did. So, uh, Nintendo Power actually ranked it at an 8.7. Hmm. So, that's kind yeah, of surprising. I, I remember playing Gold. I think I had both. I, I played um, Crystal mainly back in the day. Yeah. So that was the one we had. There was a, a small, uh, like a, there's a place uh, close by to where we live called McVan's Video Games. It was kind of, it was a little bit like what um, Disc Replay is now, where they had everything Atari forward, but they also had like DVDs. They didn't do computer games or anything like that, but they had, they didn't have a lot of, the, it, it, yeah, it's basically kind of like what uh, disc replay is now, where they had lots of game, one, lots of merchandise and stuff like that. Yeah, I'm looking at pictures of gold and silver and crystal. Oh, yeah, so, yeah. I got some pictures here of uh, unused Pokemon designs. Like, the starter Pokemon were a lot different than what they came out to be. Yeah, I see that. So, um, there's a picture of the Cyndaquil line and the Totodile line, I believe. And they're vastly different from what they became. Um, there, Like I said, there are a lot of unused uh, baby Pokemon and evolutions. Mm -hmm. So there was originally going to be a Steel-type uh, evolution for um, Ditto mm -hmm. that never got used. Uh, there was a baby version of... Uh, Mr. A different baby version of Mr. Mime. Um, there is a baby version of Grimer that didn't get used. There's a baby version of Goldeen, uh, Doduo, Meow, and Fulpix, and Tangela, along with uh, Paris and Ponyta and Growlithe. Mm -hmm. So, I kind of I would have loved to have seen baby versions of Meowth and Vulpix. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure the other here. ones would have been cool. Also, I'm seeing in your uh, in the notes here about starter Pokemon. Supposedly there was a fire starter Pokemon that would have been different from Cyndaquil, and it would have been very similar to a Pikachu. But then it yeah, yeah, nine tails looking creature. That would it, be, yeah, that would it, been sick. It would have been pretty cool. The um, the water one almost looks like a Loch Ness monster. Uh, that's just kind of what comes to mind when I see that. Um, let's see. There's some removed um, evolutions. Also, like I said, there is a there's the metal version of Ditto, which I guess was going to be called um, Animon. Um, yeah. yeah, there were just there were a bunch of um, Pokemon that were unique that just didn't see the light of day either. So there is an evolution for Tangela that is different from Tangle Growth um, that first appeared in the... Uh, yeah. There is going to be an evolution for Farfetch, which is um, which uh, is different from Sir Farfetch'd that we there, see now. There is going to be a Flaming Sea Lion? Why didn't that get put in, into the game? I don't know. Um, I guess there is going to be another version of Wiki. Like a different um, evolution for Lickitung. There's going to be an evolution, which still hasn't happened. Yeah. Um, this, this thing was going to be a fire and water Pokemon. That's pretty sick. Why did that get put in the game? Probably because fire and water like together would be really hard to. Steam Pokemon. 
the newest um, type of Pokemon, Steam, where it's made out of water and fire. Um, yeah. There is going to be a another grass version of Eevee mm-hmm. that, again, we saw first see the light of day in Gen 4. Um, I guess there's going to be another version of Quillfish. There's going to be another version of uh, Weeping Bell. Um, we could do a whole series about Pokemon that never actually been in, been put into the game. Yeah. Um, a lot of Pokemon, like I said, that there is, well, there's another version of Pichu. There's a design change for Pichu in Cleffa. Nice. Uh, um, a lot of, like I said, a lot of designs were changed. Yeah. Like Drafic was going to look different. Um, Porygon 2 is going to look different. Uh, I guess, because there is a demo um that uh was released and the po- pokemon that were in that looked different than their final forms um Remoraid, um was going to look different the legendary beasts um ente raikou and suicune all look different mm-hmm. so i i hope uh, you know i'm going to have to see if i can get my hands on the demo somehow sick. but anyway um I loved Gen 2. The only thing that I really didn't like was that, again, it introduced eggs and baby Pokemon. Um, so the daycare had a little bit of a different um, function. Like, you actually get your first egg from a daycare, and nine times out of ten, it turns into Togepi. I actually, um, I remember one of my game plays, um, the egg actually hatched into an Elekid. Um, which was really awesome, but I mean, Togepi was kind of the, um, mascot for Gen 2. So, um, you get this egg and you find out that you have to walk all these steps for it to hatch, which again, you don't know that until you actually play the game for the first time. Cause I'm, I mean, now it's common knowledge, but back then we had no idea. Right. And you get like three towns into the game before the damn thing hatches and you have to walk all the way back to the starter city like you don't have fly yet so that was annoying but other than that i love gen 2 like like i said they improved upon a lot of the things from gen 1 they took what they learned from gen 1 and improved upon it so i i mean I love Gen 1, but they did fix a lot of the uh, gripes I had about it in this one. So, um, and then you get to go back and you get to play through uh, Kanto again and go through the gym challenge in Kanto so you can have not 8 badges, but 16 badges by the time you finish playing. That was another thing about Gen 1 is you don't really do anything after you beat the Pokemon League, yeah, you can go and catch uh, Mewtwo, but by that point, there's no point because there's nothing in the game to really keep you playing. Right. Unless you really are a completionist and want to get everything, that, like all every Pokemon in the game. But I'm just not that type of completionist. I've never completed the Pokédex on any of them. Uh, unless it's through trades through the GTS and later generations. Yeah. But um, and you also you also get to go and face Red in in the post game. Like he's up at was it Mount Moon or something? Like he's at, or no no he's in a, this mountain 
in Johto after you get all the badges and you can go and face your player character from the first games. And he's not easy. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I love Gen 2. Um, I usually start with water. But another thing that Gen 2 did was, yeah, like the first gem you face in Gen 1 is a rock type. And this one, it's a flying type. So none of your starters really give you an advantage with the first game or the first gem that you face. Right. So, um, yeah, I, I thought it was great. I, other than having to walk all the way back to the starting city when you get three gems in, and that includes a cave. Like you can't just avoid the tall grass or anything when you go through a cave. You you're yeah. you have to be on guard the whole time. Exactly. So I mean that was my only thing, and um, the way they introduced the antagonist Silver in the game was great too. Mm-hmm. So anyway, what are your uh, what are your reflections on it? Shoot, on Gold and Silver second. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been so long ago since I played those generations of game. Um, but I do remember playing gold, um, and then I remember slightly difference in from Gen One to Gen Two. But I think at that time in my life, I really didn't really notice. Like, I mean, yes, I noticed some like changes, but I didn't notice like I just at that age, I didn't really like wasn't able to comprehend what was going on. Which was, which now you can look back and you can be like, that's pretty sick. Like, and then looking at like all these different Pokemon that actually never made it into the actual like list of Pokemon. Like there could have been Pokemon that that we have today, like that could never have been in, but because of someone's decision to add a Pokemon into the roster, we have Pokemon like the Pokemon we have today, which is pretty mm-hmm. sick. And there's even Pokemon that are super strange and we wonder why is that a Pokemon? So I think we just have to look back at it and be thankful that we have Pokemon as cool as the Pokemon we have in Gen 2. So, Yeah, that was the first time you saw it. You realized that Pikachu wasn't the first in the uh, evolutionary line of... Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I remember, God, I remember getting so hot over um, Whitney's Mill Tank in Goldenrod City. Like you, You're like, oh, you know, she's a normal type super easy just uh get my machoke in there nope she would wipe the floor with you if uh, once it started going with rollout man that thing it mill tank like tank is the appropriate name for it because it was no joke right yeah you're just a stupid cow pokemon and it's a normal type it, it's no big deal yes yes it would mop the floor with you right but yeah um you got anything else with with Pokemon? Oh, um, I don't think I mentioned like friendship, like happiness was also introduced in this game. Oh yeah. So uh, there were certain things you could do. Oh, were held items in Gen One? I don't think they were. Uh, held items were also another thing, and it um, actually no, I think they were because there was experience share. But um, you could have your Pokemon hold certain things that would make it happy. Mm-hmm. And some Pokemon uh, would evolve based on how happy they are, yeah. which was, yeah, that was also introduced. And I think Togepi was actually one of them. Mm-hmm. And so you, um, there's a um, 
there's kind of like a tunnel area underneath Goldenrod where there were people that would give your Pokemon a haircut or things like that. Things other, you know, things to make them happy. So, um, <laughs> I just picked my nose on screen. I just realized, uh. <laughs> oops. So yeah, there, like I said, there were just, there were a lot of things that were introduced with gen two. I'm not used to being on screen, man. Um, <laughs> and so, and even more things were introduced in Gen 3, and we will get to that next episode. So yeah. I'm really looking forward to Gen 3. So yeah, I, I thought Gen 2 was great. I, the, it, and I'm so glad that the series didn't end there like they originally thought it would. So yeah, so that, that's, that's really about it. Yeah, sweet. Well, this has been fun coming back. Um, Absolutely. I am here. Um, let's see. So, yeah, uh, I want to thank The High for sponsoring this show. If you have not yep. checked out the awesome, sick website that KDB made for The Hive, definitely check that out. Um, he's so good with graphics, man. He's yeah. he's the guy who put together my new logo. Um yeah, graphics for Tamrielic Adventures. He's done uh, graphics for Ask Me Anything that is going to be coming up. So I'll I'll get into that in a minute. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I I need to get a website going for Formicast. Um, I'm supposed to have a buddy of mine do it, but he's been kind of. Well, it's not that he's been slacking. He's just, you know, he's been waiting on me to get better, and I mean, I'm getting there. Um, but. Yep. Yeah, um, I want to thank The Hive again. I want to thank everybody in the community for being so awesome and making sure that I've been doing good. Um, Absolutely. COVID is not fun. Um, I posted the other day on Twitter out of frustration. It was like, COVID, get the fuck out of me. Like, yeah, man, I was surprised you dropped an F-bomb on Twitter. I was like, yeah. oh. I, I was pretty pissed, and the cat is trying to get out of the room. Um, so... <laughs> um, so yeah, basically, I want to shout out the media team that's been doing an awesome job. We recently got sixteen thousand likes on Facebook. Um, wow! So yeah, Hive team, the uh, Hive media team is kicking some butt. Um, let's see what else is going on in the Hive. We got a bunch of game nights. Also, each day during the week, you can play games such as Call of Duty. You can play games such as. Um, such as Gears of War. Gears of War. You can play games like Overwatch. Uh, I almost forgot that name again. Um, and possibly, you can also play Fallout if we can get a Fallout uh, night or like. A yeah, or I'm really hoping we can because um, uh, the two of us play. KDB plays. Yeah, Joe and I'm sure Kyle other people been do. Playing a lot too, and uh, the Brotherhood are coming to Fallout 76, so that's going to be a lot of fun. Yep. Um, let's see what else is going on. Um, Hopefully we can get people into Elder Scrolls again. Elder Scrolls Online. Yeah, um, I thought about getting back into it. I'll probably will eventually. Uh, but you know me. I play a game and then I play that for a while. Um, the cat really wants to get out. Um, let's see. <laughs> um, if you're into D&D, you can check out every Saturday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on my Twitch account to watch us play D and D and Eric, I think you're playing not next week, but the night, the week after. I think your session starts. 
Um, that quickly? Wow. Yeah, next okay. Saturday is your session zero, so we'll have to make sure your character is all good to go. Um, I wonder if we're... I don't know if you guys are doing Roll20 or if you guys are doing uh, just paper and pencil. I don't know. We'll look into it. I'm still talking to Kylie, um, but she's got to prepare. She's got a little surprise for y'all. So it's going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> I'm excited for you guys to play some D&D. I'm excited to play D&D today. So for those who are watching and listening, check that out as well. Uh, we have no ratings and reviews. Our last review was in April from UU. Um, so yeah, for all those who are listening, please get on iTunes, leave us a five-star rating and a review, and we'll read them on the show. We'll even make fun of you. Just kidding. We won't make fun of you. Um, <laughs> as much as we make fun of ourselves, you know. Right. Or when we mispronounce words such as campanatus penicillicolicolis. What? <laughs> right. Let's get one into our links. <laughs> Where can they find you? <laughs> Well, I have the show Tamarillic Adventures. Um, I'm actually going to be doing a Q&A or, or like an Ask Me Anything uh, pretty soon. So anything you want to know, just uh, make sure you send your questions in. Uh, I've been going through the Adra and pretty soon I'll be going through the Daedra. And uh, I've also got a little Khajiit merchant character that I do for that show. Um <laughs> Yeah. yeah, my voice is a little bit more warmed up now. Um, also, there's Tapes from the Wastes, which is a Fallout lore podcast that I do with fellow Hive member KDB, so you can find me on that. Um, both of those have Twitters and Instagrams. Just I'm sure if you search uh, Tamarillic Adventures or Tapes from the Wastes, you'll find those on Twitter and Instagram. Yeah. Uh, you can find my personal accounts, if you so choose, on uh, Twitter and Instagram at iangold08. And um, if you'd like to find me on Xbox, it's uh, Sulior. That's my username. So, yeah, that's about yeah, it. I'm, uh, I was looking for um, Tales from the Waste on iTunes, and I don't think it's on there yet. No, Tales from the Waste isn't on iTunes yet. KDB said that they told him it could be up to three weeks before it is. Yeah. Because there's such a backlog of things being approved for it. it but it should be pretty much everywhere else. Yeah. It it literally like it's a really good show and I was trying to find it on iTunes so I can get a review in there quickly, um, but sadly there's not. Um, uh, speaking of which, I need to add tapes from the waste to my about page on Twitch. Yes. Oh, that's another place you can find me is Twitch at uh, Twitch.tv/sulior. Yep. Play a lot of Bethesda on there. I play other stuff too, but mm-hmm. mostly Bethesda. So yeah, I was streaming six yesterday. Nice. Yeah, we can probably play some Fallout after this, probably. Um, yeah, I'll have to wipe first. Yeah. See what. Hi, Kitty. You want to say something too? No, no, you no, you're not going nowhere. Uh huh. Come here. Nope. Kitty wants to say something. I guess not. Um, I tried, <laughs> but she got away. Um, but yeah, you can find me on all places, including Twitter at Dirkadust Gaming, Facebook, not yet. Um. Instagram, you can find me at Dirkadus Gaming, Twitch, twitch.tv slash Dirkadus Gaming, where I stream whenever I feel like it, uh, especially Saturdays. Um, and you can also check out my ant keeping podcast at, called Formicast Podcast, your source for everything ant keeping. Um, yeah. Um, so, yeah, if you want to check out anything about ants, um, which is pretty sweet, it's a sweet hobby, and ants are pretty sick. They, you know, the males, you know, they, 
they mate with the females, multiple of them, they mate with the females, and the females go off to, to dig a little tunnel and lay her eggs, while the males go off and fly and die. A sad, <laughs> lonely death. At least they get to have a little bit of fun first. Right, they get to have a little bit of fun. So, please don't bay like the male elates and fly off and die. Uh, leave us a rating and review on iTunes, we'd really appreciate it. Um, and this cat really, really wants to leave my room. So I'm going to call it right now. So thank you for checking out. All right. Nintendo. As always, stay tuned for more Nintendo.